I'm Paul Wiegraf, Director of the Delaware Division of the Arts and your host for today. Joining me today is the Executive Director of the Historic Odessa Foundation, Debbie Boxen. Welcome, Debbie. Thank you, Paul. It's great to be with you again. Oh, so glad to be chatting with you today. And, and we we're talking before we went on air about how finally spring looks like it is uh, coming around the corner and we get to enjoy some sun and warm weather, which is always great news for a, a historic venue like your own, which relies on people to come in and uh, take participate in the wonderful treasures that you, you have there in Odessa. Let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about the Historic Odessa Foundation, which I think most people are probably familiar with the historic homes of Odessa. Sure. The Historic Odessa Foundation was uh, was formed in 2005 when uh, when Winotour Museum uh, chose to, to close the historic houses of Odessa and transfer it to the new Historic Odessa Foundation. So we've been in operation for 15 years as the Historic Odessa Foundation. We own six major buildings, a half a dozen outbuildings, and 72 acres of property here in the historic center of the town of Odessa, which of course is a nationally registered historic district. Now, Odessa has a fascinating history. And you know, I, I was thinking the other day, knowing that we were gonna be talking about how much has been shut down and, and dramatically altered as a result of COVID. And I'm thinking Odessa has gone through a couple of major uh, cataclysmic changes uh, over the past century and a half. Uh, I think going back, if I recall right, to the 19th century peach blight and, uh, and then the uh, decline of the shipping industry, uh, and then the Spanish flu in the early 1900s. Uh, so talk a little bit about how uh, the historic homes, the foundation have been impacted over the last several months with this most recent uh, international calamity? Well, for us, of course, it was, it was a devastating blow. Um, you know, we had to close all of our buildings and close our properties down completely. And we were locked down really from uh, mid-March through uh, July 1st. And, um, you know, for an organization like ours that relies on completely on um, funding from from the general public and private contribution, uh, along with with uh, foundation grants and things, we don't get any state or federal funding uh, to speak of. Although we were fortunate enough to receive um, several grants during COVID that were COVID related grants that helped us enormously, Paul. We would have been, you know, really in in tough shape without them. Um, but, you know, we don't have people coming in to see the historic houses of Odessa. You know, that really is, a, is you know, financially de devastating for the organization. It costs so much money to operate these historic buildings and their care and maintenance, of course, is at the head of our mission. And, you know, old buildings are very expensive uh, to maintain at the level of historic preservation that we strive for. So it was it was extremely tough, but um, you know, we marshaled our, our forces and fell back and regrouped. And we began to look at, um, you know, what can we do to weather this? Historic Odessa Foundation will come through it and um, we will come through it well. 
when it is over and finished and we will reopen again. So we began looking at, at everything that we could do. We also were hard hit because we own uh, Campwell's Tavern, which is operated by Ashby Hospitality Group and is um, you know, a huge support of our operating budget. So we rely on um, you know, the, a percentage of food and beverage sales that we receive on a monthly basis um, from Cantwell's Tavern to uh, operate the historic uh, foundation. So th they were also shut down and it was also extremely difficult for them. Um, but again, uh, they are a wonderful organization to work with and we all put our heads together. They started uh, up a takeout business as a lot of other restaurants did throughout the state of Delaware. And they even did home delivery. I mean, you know, they really worked hard at, you know, trying to to mitigate the damage as much as possible. Um, you know, and then we began to look at what can we do for our community? And, uh, you know, the community, you know, in a small community like this, the, the tavern's a local watering hole, the museum's offering, you know, regular programming that friends and neighbors are, are coming to and joining in and you know that was a big loss i think within within the odessa community and the mot community at large um so you know we began to look at things that we could do to bring uh to bring some programming to our to our support base to our members and our neighbors and and other friends uh, throughout the area so we developed some um, programming that could be done at home that was available on our website uh, we developed some family programming because there was such a struggle for parents who were who suddenly found that they were homeschooling. So, um, you know, we worked very hard at putting some information out there that could assist them with educating their children at home and having something to do with them, um, you know, in lieu of, of taking a day trip to a museum or a historic site or, you know, some other educational outing. Um, so that was really our focus in the beginning. Then we began to, when we realized it was going to be really long term, which we did almost right from the start, we began looking at longer term, um, you know, solutions to our problems. And then before we knew it, uh, you know, we had to cancel our Brewfest, which is an enormous fundraising event for us, Paul. I mean, it's our largest fundraising event and that was that was extremely tough and the not knowing you know because we kept hanging on you know should we cancel should we wait you know you just weren't sure what sure, direction yeah. you know to go in so um you know that was devastating and then christmas was upon us and christmas is you know odessa is the epitome of everybody's idea of the dickens christmas i mean oh it's, yeah it's a beautiful place to visit uh, at christmas time yeah it, it is it's just gorgeous and uh and we ended up having to cancel our annual christmas holiday tour and then the women's club of odessa which is you know well known for its tour of private homes also had to cancel the tour of private homes but they came up with a really charming idea of having uh, people in town decorate their porches. And they had um, volunteers outside the houses and people, and they, there was no charge for it. People could come and, um, you know, and hear about the, the homes and a little of their history and see the beautiful decorations up and down the streets of Odessa. 
And then we got the idea that, you know, we need to bring something to our, to our community. This is, this is, you know, it's depressing. So um, we went to our Brewfest sponsors that sponsor Brewfest and we asked them if they would be willing to put their sponsor dollars towards lighting the exteriors of all the historic houses of Odessa and, you know, to bring hope and some, you know, happiness and joy during the holiday season. And our, our theme was look to the light Odessa at night. Let's go forward. Let's look ahead. And it's the first time we have ever done that. And it was enormously well received. People just came from all over just to drive through town and see the buildings lit. And I must say, the Corbett Sharp House, you know, decked out in, in thousands of white lights was really pretty spectacular. So, and, and it was all done with sponsor dollars, no cost to us. Um, uh, we couldn't have afforded to do it, uh, but our sponsors really came through and we were very pleased. And that was just something, you know, for the community. Now going into the new year, we are very excited about bringing programming back and getting our doors reopened. Um, we're not sure yet whether we will open for guided tours um, in April, but we are hoping that we most definitely will be open for guided tours by May 1st. So we wanna get the houses opened again. Um, and also through this, our, our, our educators we're working on programming for the schools and cooperating with the teachers because, you know, we have well over 4,500 school children that visit us every year and we have a dynamite school tour program. Um, and we were really feeling, feeling the loss of the children. In fact, people, neighbors and people that live in the community, one of the things that we heard over and over again was how many, how much they missed seeing the children walking up and down the sidewalks in their little caps and work caps. Little girls have mop caps and little boys wear work, work caps. And people really missed just seeing them in town. So uh, Johnny Baker, our curator of education, developed some programming that she sent out to the teachers that come here on a regular basis. So they had programming they could do in the, you know, via Zoom with the children in lieu of a school tour. So it was really, you know, really great. And then just recently, we worked with the Appaquinimic uh, School District to provide some material on the Underground Railroad during Black History Month because they wanted to do a thing with their students. And uh, Johnny worked up a program for teachers there to use to educate the children about the local history of the Underground Railroad. So we've been busy, we're busy and we're working and we're providing things, but we can't wait to get the doors open again. I was gonna say there's, there's a certain kind of vitality as, as a former school teacher, I know, to, to, to having kids around and, and to, to, you know, to see that kind of excitement that they, you know, that they have and seeing you know, in real, uh, real life in real time what it is they're studying in the classrooms, uh, and and certainly your resources there are outstanding. I'm I'm curious, I, uh, but I I have a question for you about uh, the, the homes. But I want to first remind our listeners that you are tuned into Delaware State of the Arts here on News Radio 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV. 
Joining me today is Debbie Buxton, the Executive Director of the Historic Odessa Foundation. Uh, Debbie, I'm curious, during this uh, downtime over the last several months, when you weren't having visitors come in, were you able to take advantage of that time for any kind of uh, renovations or anything? I know a number of our local theaters uh, took this time to you know, replace seating or stage floors or whatever. And I'm just wondering if you had any projects that you were able to get taken <laughs> care of. Funny you should ask, Paul. You know, when, you're, when you are, are managing a site the size of Odessa with so many buildings that are in excess of 200 years old, there are always maintenance projects <laughs> to be working on. Sure. And, and when it rains, it pours. And it wasn't long after we, after the shutdown, um, I think it was April, that the boiler in the Corbett Sharp House cracked. And, you know, and we had no income coming in. And that was going to be a very expensive, big ticket item to replace. And we were fortunate. We got busy and we applied for an emergency grant to replace the boiler. And, you know, that's like a $30,000 project, it's, sure, sure. you know, and when you don't have revenue coming in, um, you know, it, 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 it definitely jolted us. But we were fortunate enough to be able to execute a grant and get the funding for that. So we had the boiler project underway. The Corbett Sharp House um, underwent also going into COVID. We had started a major restoration of the exterior paint of the Corbett Sharp House, which also included a paint study. And the house is magnificent. We've changed the color of it. Um, these are our early first finished colors. And it's it's interesting because you don't, you wouldn't think that the Hor Corbett House could be any more beautiful, but wait till you see it now. It is just spectacular. Um, and so that project we were already under contract for, and that was a project that was scheduled to come out of just our general maintenance operating budget. And so it, it really threw us for a loop when our income shut down. So we had to, uh, you know, struggle through to keep that project going through that, through the entire pandemic. Um, fortunately, we did receive some funding to help us finish the project through a grant that we put together. We were enormously uh, grateful for that grant. And we also got a grant to begin an exterior restoration of the paint of the pump house, which is a little building located at the entrance to the Corbett house, which dates to 1780 and originally was uh, three row houses that belonged to William Corbett that housed the people that worked in his tannery. And it, was, it also was on target to become just as general operating maintenance to be painted this spring. But of course, we, with no revenue, you know, our, our resources were, were mightily thinned. And so we, we applied for a grant to cover the cost of that too. So that project will be starting um, you know, if this weather keeps up, it could be starting any day. So we're, we're excited about that as well. But these are ongoing. This stuff happens all the time. You know, sure, you, sure. you have unforeseen expenses as well as things that you are planning for. And boy, having your revenue just come to a, to a stop was a problem I have never encountered in my professional career. And I hope never to encounter again. Yeah. <laughs> you experienced the 
the joys of home ownership multiplied several times over. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's let's uh, take the remaining time we have to to talk about what's happening now and and what your plans are moving forward. I understand March second was a milestone. It was that the um, the bank is now open with an exhibit that is free to the general public. So if you're coming down to uh, dine or have lunch at Cantwell's Tavern, you can take in our Delaware, which is a collection of local art that were collected by the Historic Odessa Foundation staff. And it will be on from March 2nd through March 28th. So it's just free to the public. You can come in and see these wonderful works of art by many noted Delaware artists. And uh, and also there, most of them are are images of or or pictures of uh, notable Delaware sites and things. So it's, it's, it's a fun exhibit. It was one that we threw together quickly because the next in line for us um, will come in on March 30th. This is something that we do every year and um, we weren't sure whether we would be able to open in March. So we didn't, we didn't plan an, an, an exhibit for March. Um, so we've applied to our, our staff and they were really wonderful about bringing in um, just some really wonderful art works of art. Um, March 30th, we have advanced placement studio art by Middletown High School. We cooperate with Middletown High School every year to give them a venue to uh, exhibit their honors art class students work. And it's, uh, it's lots of fun. It's great to have the kids here with their art. Uh, you know, and it's really for us, this is all about promoting the arts and history of the area. So, you know, we are very involved with our community, uh, especially the education of children. Uh, most, you know, a lot of times with historic sites, I think people are reluctant to bring children, but we encourage people to bring children here. We love to have the kids. So that's happening. And then we also are looking forward to possibly offering our annual Easter egg hunt on March 28th. We are just waiting. Uh, we're, we're presenting a proposal to the state of Delaware to see if we can be cleared uh, with for our COVID uh, regulations to, you know, be able to offer that to the public by reservation. So um, that was another thing we had to cancel last year. And that's when we do it annually. Again, it's a program that's just free to the public, to our community. And uh, it was sadly missed, you know, having to do these things that, that are just for many people, a part of their a part of their family celebration. So exactly, it's it's part of the annual yeah. routine. Yeah. Right. yeah, it is. So we're we're looking forward to to being able to offer that. Hopefully, um, we will be doing uh, Saturdays at the Hearth starting in May, the second Saturday of every uh, every month. We offer Hearth cooking demonstrations in our Colin Sharp House. Again, this is something that's just free to the public, um, and hopefully, we will have the tours open again by May 1st for guided tours of our historic buildings. So lots of exciting stuff happening. We have changing exhibitions happening throughout the summer. May 2nd, a new exhibit will come in. Um, Potpourri of the Palette, which are watercolor paintings by Linda Hall, who is a regional artist. Uh, Driftwood Landscape are collages by Gary Crow, and that comes in in August. Um, Wildlife and Waterfowl by Richard Clifton, 
That will be coming in, um, oh, pardon me, Driftwoods in June, Wildlife and Waterfowls in August, and then Island Life Photography by Jay Fleming will be coming in for the end of the year through the Christmas holiday. So we have, we have changing exhibitions happening year round in our visitor center that are just free, Paul, for, you know, if you're in town, yeah, stop and see them, you know, you don't have, you don't need a ticket. Christmas this year will be Little Women. So we'll be recreating uh, vignettes from that wonderful story by Louisa May Alcott. Um, along with all the associated programming that goes on with all these events. And we're also writing a book. Uh, we're very excited about a new book. We, we had uh, grant funding to produce on the collections of the historic houses of Odessa, because we have a collection of over 7,000 um, objects that are, you know, decorative arts that are made and used in the region by many um, wonderful craftspeople that lived and worked here in this community in the 18th century, in addition to others from, you know, throughout the, the Delmarva region. So we're very excited about the book. People can look for that in 2023. And with that, we've got just about a minute left. So before I forget, I want to remind our listeners that you're talking to Executive Director Debbie Buxton from the Historic Odessa Foundation. And uh, for more information, people can go to their website and correct me if I'm wrong, Debbie, I think it's historicodessa.org. That's absolutely correct. And in the 30 seconds we have left, talk about the grounds and how people can take advantage of that. Well, the grounds, this, is, this will be the best time coming up. April, May, the grounds are magnificent. We have a fabulous walking tour. People can, can go out and walk the grounds. They can walk along the apoquinimic. Uh, the, the daffodil bulbs and the crocuses and the hyacinth bulbs are all popping up all over the gardens. It's really going to be a magnificent spring season, I think. The magnolias are beginning to bud out. The tulip magnolias, I mean, it's, it, Odessa is never more beautiful than in the spring. And the walking tour is, you can take a walk, tra walk our trail. We are a, a protected box turtle habitat. We have fox and muskrat and, and all kinds of ducks. It's just a great walk. And with that, we'll have to sign off. Debbie Buxton, thanks so much for joining us today. We'll see you all in Odessa. Thank you, Paul. Thank you for having me.